No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where Ezekiel prophesies against Jerusalem, King Zedekiah, and the Ammonites. Babylon will be the sword of the Lord to execute his judgment. We hope you join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Ezekiel chapter 21 on Simply the Bible. In the previous chapter, God had given Ezekiel a parable in which a fire would consume the forest in the south. Now, in chapter 21, we have an explanation of the parable. We continue in Ezekiel chapter 21. And the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, set your face toward Jerusalem, preach against the holy places, and prophesy against the land of Israel, and say to the land of Israel, Thus says the Lord, Behold, I am against you, and I will draw my sword out of its sheath, and cut off both righteous and wicked from you, because I will cut off both righteous and wicked from you. Therefore my sword shall go out of its sheath against all flesh from south to north, that all flesh may know that I, the Lord, have drawn my sword out of its sheath. It shall not return any more. Now the fire in the previous parable would become a sword, and the forest in the south would be Jerusalem. God would now draw his sword out of its sheath. The word sword is used 19 times in this chapter. And both the righteous and wicked would be cut off. Now, while it is not God's usual method to judge the righteous along with the wicked, in this case, those who remain faithful to the Lord would also be taken captive with the idolaters in Jerusalem. In times of war, both the righteous and the wicked suffer. The ultimate purpose of this judgment would be to purge Israel from sin, but also that all flesh would know that Yahweh is the judge of all the earth. He cannot allow wickedness to go unpunished. He shows no favoritism, and he does care about his reputation before all people. Sigh, therefore, son of man, with a breaking heart, and sigh with bitterness before their eyes. And it shall be when they say to you, Why are you sighing that you shall answer? Because of the news, when it comes, every heart will melt, and all hands will be feeble, every spirit will faint, and all knees will be weak as water. Behold, it is coming and shall be brought to pass, says the Lord God. So the Lord told Ezekiel that he should sigh with a breaking heart. This was really bad news that God was going to destroy Jerusalem and the temple. Now, Nebuchadnezzar would burn Jerusalem in August 586 BC, but Ezekiel would not receive the news until five months later in January of 585 BC. Then every heart among the captives of Babylon would melt and their knees would become weak. And the Lord said, it is coming, it shall be brought to pass. And that is something we can know about the word of God. Whatever God says in his word, whatever prophetic word that he gives, he will surely bring it to pass. And usually he brings it to pass quite literally. Again, the word of the Lord came to me saying, Son of man, prophesy and say, Thus says the Lord, say, A sword, a sword is sharpened and also polished, sharpened, to make a dreadful slaughter, polished, to flash like lightning. Should we then make mirth? 
It despises the scepter of my son as it does all wood, and he has given it to be polished that it may be handled. This sword is sharpened and it is polished to be given into the hand of the slayer. So God pictures a warrior getting ready to go into battle, sharpening his sword, polishing the rust off of it, getting it ready so that it will do its duty. And in this case, the sword is from the Lord, but it would be given to King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon, and he would be God's instrument in executing judgment. Now, the sword would despise even the scepter of his son. This speaks of the fact that the royal line would come from David. It would be from David that the kings would come into Jerusalem, but the sword would even despise God's royal line. Cry and wail, son of man, for it will be against my people, against all the princes of Israel. Terrors, including the sword, will be against my people. Therefore, strike your thigh, because it is a testing. And what if the sword despises even the scepter? The scepter shall be no more, says the Lord God. So the Lord said, cry and wail. And this speaks of the deepest kind of mourning. Look, when evil has become so prevalent that God has no other alternative than to bring this sort of judgment, that truly is a time of grievous mourning and lamentation. And the best thing that we can do is to mourn over the state of the nation. Against all the princes of Israel, this would come. Now, Josiah was a king of Israel, but his sons here that came after him and rule were considered princes because they did not have the strength of their father. God refers to them here as princes. And after Nebuchadnezzar came with the sword, the scepter would be no more. There would be no more kings in Judah. And even after they would come back into the land after the Babylonian captivity, they would have a governor, but no king. And when they would form the nation again in 1948, the nation of Israel had no king. It was a democracy and not a monarchy. And so there has been no more scepter since that time, just as God had said. You, therefore, son of man, prophesy and strike your hands together. The third time, let the sword do double damage. It is the sword that slays the sword that slays the great men, that enters their private chambers. I have set the point of the sword against all their gates, that the heart may melt and many may stumble. Ah, it is made bright, it is grasped for slaughter. Swords at the ready, thrust right, set your blade, thrust left. Wherever your edge is ordered, I also will beat my fists together and I will cause my fury to rest. I, the Lord, have spoken." So God says to Ezekiel, strike your hands together. Now, they would strike hands when they were making an agreement. And I would think that this would simply refer to the fact that God was making a pledge here. He wasn't going to go back on his oath. He was going to bring judgment. And the third time would do double damage. Now, this is the third time Nebuchadnezzar would come against Jerusalem. And this time he would uh, destroy the temple. He would burn the entire city with fire. And, of course, he would take the remaining people captive. The sword would come and thrust right, thrust left. Wherever it went, it would do its damage. God would give victory to the sword of Nebuchadnezzar. And through this, he would cause his fury to rest. They had provoked the Lord with their rebellion, with their idolatry. And finally, uh, God's wrath would be poured out and then brought to rest. 
the word of the Lord came to me again, saying, And son of man, appoint for yourself two ways for the sword of the king of Babylon to go. Both of them shall go from the same land. Make a sign, put it at the head of the road to the city. Appoint a road for the sword to go to Rabbah of the Ammonites and to Judah and to fortified Jerusalem. For the king of Babylon stands at the parting of the road, at the fork of the two roads to use divination. He shakes the arrows. He consults the images. He looks at the liver. In his right hand is the divination for Jerusalem to set up battering rams to call for a slaughter, to lift the voice with shouting, to set battering rams against the gates, to heap up a siege mound and to build a wall. And it will be to them like a false divination in the eyes of those who have sworn oaths with them, but he will bring their iniquity to remembrance that they may be taken. So Nebuchadnezzar would leave Babylon. He would come from the east and come to a fork in the road. And then he would decide, do I go to Rabbah of the Ammonites, which is modern Ammon of Jordan? Or do I go to Jerusalem? Because both of these nations had rebelled against him. And so he would use divination. He would use three different forms to try to determine the will of the gods. The shaking of the arrows would be that they would mark one arrow for Ammon and another for Jerusalem, and whichever they pulled, that's where he would go. The consulting of the images was the uh, consulting of their little household gods. However they did that, we don't know, but that would be one method. And then finally, they would cut open the liver of an animal and examine it and try to determine it that way. Uh, And so he would ultimately go to Jerusalem, but God's hand was in all of it. Even though he was using divination, the Lord was still overruling the whole thing. And so the people of Jerusalem would say, well, this is a false divination. It's not going to come to pass. And yet God said, oh, yes, it will. To those who have sworn oaths, King Zedekiah had sworn an oath to pay tribute to King Nebuchadnezzar, but he broke that oath, and therefore the king of Babylon would come and bring his iniquity to remembrance, and they would be taken. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, because you have made your iniquity to be remembered, in that your transgressions are uncovered, so that in all your doings your sins appear, because you have come to remembrance, you shall be taken in hand. Now to you, O profane, wicked prince of Israel, whose day has come, whose iniquity shall end. Thus says the Lord God, remove the turban and take off the crown. Nothing shall remain the same. Exalt the humble and humble the exalted. Overthrown, overthrown, I will make it overthrown. It shall be no longer until he comes whose right it is. And I will give it to him. So this was all a message to King Zedekiah, whom God refers to as a prince here that his turban and crown would be removed. He would no longer be king. And he says overthrown three times here, meaning that God was settled in the matter. He was going to overthrow Zedekiah, but also the entire kingly rule of Judah until he comes whose right it is, and I will give it to him. That would refer to Jesus Christ. He is the only one that could fulfill this prophecy whose lineage was from David and who is the one to whom will be given the kingdom. And you, son of man, prophesy and say, thus says the Lord God concerning the Ammonites and concerning their reproach, and say, a sword, a sword is drawn, polished for slaughter, for consuming, for flashing, while they see false visions for you, while they divine a lie to you. 
to bring you on the necks of the wicked, the slain whose day has come, whose iniquity shall end. Return it to its sheath. I will judge you in the place where you were created, in the land of your nativity. I will pour out my indignation on you. I will blow against you with the fire of my wrath and deliver you into the hands of brutal men who are skillful to destroy. You shall be fuel for the fire. Your blood shall be in the midst of the land. You shall not be remembered, for I, the Lord, have spoken. And so this was a word to the Ammonites. They had joined in rebellion with Jerusalem against King Nebuchadnezzar. But the Ammonites rejoiced when the king of Babylon destroyed the temple, and God did not like that. And so God said that, don't think that you're off the hook here. King Nebuchadnezzar is going to come against you as well. You will be fuel for the fire and he will consume you. Now, God may bring the sword of judgment against his people. Today, he most often uses the sharp two-edged sword of his word. And for us who are his people, it may cut and convict, but its ultimate design is to remove sin and rebellion from our lives. But if we would judge ourselves by submitting to the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, then we won't be judged by God. And I would far prefer that sword than the other one. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. To listen to previous episodes, check out our Simply the Bible podcast and please leave us a review. It helps a lot. Tomorrow we will see where the Lord reveals to Ezekiel the sins of Jerusalem. Consequently, He will scatter them among the nations and remove their filthiness from them. We hope you'll join us as we continue through the book of Ezekiel on Simply the Bible. Simply the Bible.